So are you looking to learn about stock market investments? Congratulations on this decision. For a very few people actually looking to learn this skill while a major chunk just wants to get rich overnight. In this course, we will walk you through a plot between two close friends, unraveling the common confusions people generally have when they look to step into the space of stock market investments. So let's dig in. Ran Vijay is 34 years old, works in an IT company as a project manager, having a six-digit package. He met one of his friends, Izaz, after years. Izaz was working in a similar profile with the same package. They discussed their lives and their job experiences. In their conversation, Ranvijay was able to figure out how Izaz is able to maintain a better livelihood, spending quality time, planning vacations to different places every year, and lots more. Hi Izaz, how are you? I'm good, Ranvijay. It's been a long time. Yes, man. It's been years since we last saw each other. So, what exactly are you doing these days? So, I'm a project manager in an IT company. That is great because that exactly is what I'm doing. Seeing this, he started wondering. But how come he is driving a Verna while I'm just riding an old Swift? You know what, Aren Vijay? Today I'm a bit short on time. How about we meet next weekend? I have a whole weekend fee. How about you? That's perfect. So let's meet on next Sunday. Yeah, that works for me. How about Sunday 4 p.m.? That's perfect. See you then. See you then. He thought of this for the whole night and tried to figure out the reason. Initially, he thought that man, I was not even able to balance my spendings. But look at him, how satisfied his life is. He has everything that a man could think of. He called his friend and they finally met again the next weekend. I'm just curious to know, you know, that how come you are living such a comfortable life, man? We have been there together, right? We were, we have similar profile and how come this huge difference? I know, man, it's been a while. We have not been in touch for so many years. But honestly, apart from my full-time job, I have been investing in stocks for the last 8-10 years. Oh, I see. So that is your talisman. You can say that. That could be a word. But yeah, I mean... Investment, stock market, all of that has brought me a lot of good life, good returns and decent lifestyle. Oh, I wish I had met you like years ago and then I could have had a similar journey of my own. But you know, it's never too late to get started. Absolutely. Anytime is the right time. You can ask whatever questions you may have right now. So will you be my mentor to help me get started in the stock market investment space? I don't know about mentoring, but certainly I can help as a friend as much as I can. Definitely. Thank you, man. Thanks a lot. So tell me, I know nothing. How do we get started? So how do I get started? Honestly, it's very simple. It's simple mantra. You gotta pick some stocks. You need to do some fundamental research, check the company background, and eventually you need to invest in some funds, earn profit, make money. Now it looks a lot technical, but honestly, my friend, it is not. And you know, I did exactly that five years ago. I picked some stocks, invested a lot of my money, and the company went bonkers, and I lost all of my money. And I almost lost my wife, but she was nice enough to stay there. Oh man, that's a tragedy. But that, thank God that, you know, your wife is still there. Money can come back. Well, wives can too. But by the way, uh, as far as stock market investments are concerned, 95% of the people go through the same journey like you did. But fortunately, I have been among the 
5% who stay and make decent returns. Now you are going to help me be in that 5%. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a deal. You can say that it's a deal. Okay. Thank you so much. Sure. This all interview, Ranvijay and countless thoughts and questions began to pop up in his mind. Azar sensed this and began by sharing his own experience of how he entered the stock market and overcame trading challenges. So the first and foremost thing Ranvijay got to do is open up a DMAT and a trading account with a full service stock broker. And who, what exactly is a full service stock broker? Well, there are so many kinds. Honestly, there are entities that help individuals place trades and invest in various financial securities. All right. And so, what exactly is a DMAT account? Is it similar to a bank account? Uh, primarily, if you let's say we'll take an example, uh, DMAT account is more like a shopping bag where you buy stuff and put your stuff into it. While your wallet is like your trading account where you get your money in and out. So primarily you're buying stuff and you're taking cash out of your wallet. So DMAT and trading account both are important. But if you go through a full service stock broker, most likely this broker is going to give you research, give you offline presence. You can call up them anytime. So they have a decent customer support. So they're better than something called a discount broker. So full service broker, that's why I'm saying since you're starting the journey, I suggest you go ahead with a full service one. And you know, Ezaz, some time ago, I met with a real estate broker and that was a fraud. So is there some regulation? How do I know that this guy is not going to run away with my money? So first of all, a real estate broker is a different guy. We're talking about a company here who is into stock market investments. Real estate guys obviously do real estate. But as far as your money is concerned, it's going to be safe because these guys are regulated by statutory bodies like SEBI. Now, what you ask me, what is SEBI? Exactly. What is a SEBI? SEBI is more like an RBI that governs banks. But SEBI comes to the picture when it talks about governing stockbrokers. SEBI stands for Securities and Exchange Board of India. All right. And you know what? We are talking about buying shares, right? So is there a marketplace for where, like where can I go and buy such stocks or shares? Now, these brokers, these full service brokers we're talking about, they help investors in processing and executing orders. Now, the way they do it is very simple. They give you a mobile trading app. You can use a web application or a terminal software. You can go online, put up and look out for the specific stocks you want to buy. Click on buy. The order comes to your DMAT account. Oh, wow. It's like, it's really simple. Is, is it all that to it? It's as simple as buying a shirt from an e-commerce website. It's pretty ah, much straightforward. Yeah, that's good. So let's get started. So I'll tell you one thing about myself. When I first began as a complete rookie, so I opted to open an account with a full service broker to get complete assistance as and when required. But then again, opening a DMAT account was probably the easiest step of the journey. It's the first step, obviously. After that, a lot more that needs to be done. All right. And you know, I noticed that you're talking about brokers, right? And then you say that full service brokers. So are there other kind of brokers also? Yeah, there are discount brokers who primarily give you low cost trading. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they also give you mediocre apps as well. So you've got to compromise on some levels. Okay. Azaz then went on to shed light on the different phases of his investment journey and how he was able to earn wealth over the years. As Azaz mentioned, the real task starts with choosing the right financial instrument from a plethora of options such as equity, commodity, derivatives or currency. And you know Azaz, I keep on hearing about different products 
like stocks, commodities, and different segments. So, can you tell me a little bit about them? Can you help me enlighten? You know what these different stuff are. So, it could look like a challenge at the very onset, but if you start with equity investments, you can go ahead with delivery or intraday. Ah, uh, this seems like a challenge. It seems so technical. Yeah, honestly, it was to me as well. But I wanted to ensure that I took the right step. All right. So, what exactly did you do to overcome this challenge? How were you able to understand the difference between the trading segment and you know opt for the right financial product for you? You know, at the time I was confused as well. But then I did my own research and approached several brokers. Some of my friends also helped, like I'm trying to help you here and other investors to get a clear understanding of trading. And one of the first things I learned was equity trading. Now, Ranvijay, equity trading is simply investing in stocks of any listed company. For the equity segment, there are two options for you. You can do delivery, that is, you buy today, you sell any day you choose, or an intraday where you buy today or get out of your position the same trading day. All right, and uh, like for a rookie like me, what do you suggest? Should I get started with delivery trading or the intraday trading? See, to start with, I would suggest go with delivery because intraday can be exhausting for anyone because it requires you to monitor stocks on a regular basis. Which is difficult, and people don't really have time. Since you are a project manager, you got to handle your team, right? So you can't be sitting in front of the terminal eight hours a day. So I'll say that you go ahead and do a delivery, buy some stocks, and then monitor on a general basis. Okay. So as as you know that I have a long term focus. I want to save for my retirement and for the education of my kids. So this delivery trading does it gel well with that long term in, uh, focus on the investment? This is exactly what it does. Equity delivery gives you the opportunity to create wealth. Intraday trading is done with the objective to earn short-term profits. Ranvijay was following the whole interaction keenly and was beginning to develop an understanding of the basics. He then asked about commodity and currency trading. So, could you tell me a little bit more about commodity and currency trading? Well, like in equity, you can invest in the shares of a company. Commodity trading involves investing in an asset or goods. You can invest in agricultural goods, wheat, rice, corn, and there are non-agricultural goods too. Crude oil, like we talk so much about oil in the Middle East, gold, silver, and there are some other metals. As far as currency trading is concerned, see, Ranvijay, the main idea lies in changing one currency into another, where a trader earns profit from the difference in the value of those currencies. So, Azaz, you are saying that me sitting in India could buy the currencies of foreign countries and make a profit of them? Absolutely. But in India, you can buy currencies in four pairs. With Indian rupee, you can trade across US dollar, Japanese yen, euro, and pound. So, India allows you to trade across these four currencies, and you can make decent money, honestly. Ah, that's good. I wish there were option to buy Swiss francs because you know. Who doesn't want to own a Swiss franc along with a Swiss chocolate? But anyways, Japanese yen is also good. So you learned about various forms of trading after opening a trading account. Am I right? Absolutely. But going a step forward, what challenges did you face while picking up your first stock? Responding to his question, Azar said that he opted for the long-term investment and therefore carried out the fundamental analysis of stocks to pick the right stock. See, when you pick stocks, you need to figure out whether you want to invest for long term or short term. For long term, you need to do fundamental analysis of stocks. And what exactly is the fundamental analysis, and how do we do that? Well, when anyone opts for long term investments, it is good to invest in the right stocks. Obviously, this makes it important to pick the stock in which you earn a good return. Now, as a beginner. 
choosing the first stock is vital as most of the investors end up their trading journey if they fail in their first attempt. For this, it is good to carry out fundamental research. Okay, and Azaz, some time ago you said that I I must open an account with the full service stock broker. So are they going to help me choose and pick stocks also? Well, these full service brokers, they will give you detailed tips, intraday reports, fundamental research. At the same time, they're going to give you recommendations on what is going to be the lock-in period and the absolute target price you can look at right now after, let's say, five years. But at the same time, Ranvijay, if you want to do it yourself, it is basically filtering the healthy companies by looking into their earnings, debt, overall performance. All of this information, my friend, is available in the balance sheet. So each of these companies release their statements every quarter and every year. Further, Azaz clears the picture by highlighting the points used for doing a fundamental analysis of stocks. First point, understanding and using fundamental ratios for initial screening. So Azaz, I did my little research and you know what I came up, what I came to know? That on the Indian stock market, there are more than 5,500 stocks. Can you imagine that? And each one releases their annual report, which is like a 300 page tome. So how do I analyze all of this information. I know your confusion and I know the context you're coming from, Maran Vijay. So it's good to enlist on the top companies, but you need to figure out each company comes from a specific sector. So you need to filter down on the sectors first, which are more important at that point in time. Now, once you've listed all the sectors, next thing you want to do is look at some ratios. We'll talk about it later, but as of now, just to give you a context, there are ratios like PE ratio, which is called price to earnings. There is PB ratio, price to book value, there are things like ROE, CAGR, dividend yield. Ah, I see. Slow down a bit, my friend. So you are saying that first of all, I need to zero in on the sector, right? And as you say, I'm an IT guy, so I am really fascinated by technology. So let's just say that I choose IT, right? And then what are some of the ratios then I should look into it to choose the right stocks. Well, absolutely. Azaz obliged and started discussing the eight common fundamental ratios that help in doing a proper analysis of a company. Knowing about these ratios can help you in determining the true value of a company, thus helping in making a fruitful investment decision. I'll make your life easy, Vijay. We'll go with each of these ratios one by one. All right. So number one ratio we're going to look at is earnings per share. It's generally called EPS. Now, if you ask the definition, I'll give you the definition. It depicts the net profit of the company over a period of time and you divide the whole thing by the total number of outstanding shares of the company. Okay, that seems nice. But what exactly do we mean by outstanding shares? Are there some instanding shares also? <laughs> no, that's just a technical term, the way they use it. So primarily, each company lists specific number of stocks out there to the retail investors and to institutional investors. When you sum the total number of shares out there, which is not in the hand of the company at that point in time, the total of that is called outstanding shares. Okay, thank you so much, my friend. So what exactly is the significance of this ratio? How is it going to help me in my investment decisions? Now, a company with higher EPS offers higher returns. If you plan for long-term investment, like you mentioned earlier, it is good to check the EPS for the last five years. Oh, I see. I do remember. In some time ago, I read in the news that Facebook had very high EPS. And we all know it is a unicorn when it comes to stock market returns. Am I right? Absolutely. Now, that is EPS for you. Secondly, we're going to look at price to earnings ratio. 
like when you buy share you need to pay an amount for purchasing it and once you buy it you expect certain returns on investment that would be your earning right now the ratio of the price you pay and the earnings you get is the pe ratio and that seems simple enough now here the high value of pe ratio means that you're paying more for the share so it is good to look for its value before making an investment decision also to look for its value to compare different companies in one sector okay so we have two ratios down uh, first one is eps and second one is price to earning ratios are there another are there more ratios that i should consider there are more obviously there are lot more but we'll filter them out the next ratio in this list we have is price to book ratio now the calculation is also very simple in this case you got to divide the current market price so you look at the stock you look at the current market price and you divide it by the book value per share book value what exactly is that now book value is the net asset value of the company and is calculated by total assets you minus intangible assets like patent goodwill and liabilities now all of these numbers are easily available in a balance sheet of a company if you ask me a formula pb ratio is equals to price per share divided by book value per share ah uh, so is as that is good definition is okay but how do i actually make sense of it are there some numbers is there a range that i should be looking at while i choose to invest in some it stocks now see this it depends on the sector honestly but any value under 1 is considered a good pv value it indicates an undervalued stock i'll talk about the data though value investors often consider stocks with a pv value under 3 all right so that's good and what is our next ratio the next ratio in the list we have is debt to equity ratio we're talking about all of these ratios but you got to make sure that you understand these and use those ratios when you're actually doing the fundamental analysis rest assured my friend that i'm actually taking notes as you speak so the next issue around which we have is debt to equity ratio this is something that gives the debt information so each company takes some debt takes some loans from third parties out there some takes from uh, banks let's say some take from other financial institutions some take from vcs so there is always a specific number that is supposed to be offloaded by the company now this ratio gives you that specific information okay and what should i be looking at whether debt to equity ratio it should be high or low now de debt to equity ratio helps investors in measuring the amount borrowed so primarily ideally it should be less if you ask me the formula it is total liabilities divided by total shareholder equity okay and what does this ratio actually signify now higher this value it shows that the company is using more leverage and it weakens its equity positions so it's good to invest in the companies with high de value so is as we have talked about price book value earnings so are there other factors that i should be looking at well there are few we going to talk about the next ratio now the next ratio is return on equity now my dear friend return on equity is net income remember that net income of a company every company has an income right so you need to look at the income statement the cash and flow statement the net income returned as a percentage of shareholders equity it measures the profitability and every company needs to be profitable right so this ratio is super duper important for you to understand because it gives you the exact black and white picture on how much is the company actually making money from the shareholders investments Okay my friend you know i keep on hearing that sales are the lifeblood of a company but we haven't talked about them is there something related to sales we will talk about those ratios too but as of now in this ratio profitability is what matters there's a simple formula to that to calculate roe the formula is net income 
by average stockholder equity. So when you're looking at ROE, invest in the company that has an ROE greater than 20% for the last three years, but it has to be consistent. You can go across any sector, but this 20% benchmark gives you a decent idea that you can put your money into these company stocks. Alright, and is there something related to sales? I know, you keep on holding to your point. Okay, I'll talk about the sales ratio now. The next one we have price to sales ratio. Now, this ratio, price to sales, it measures the company's stock against annual sales. Now, revenue you again get from your income statement. The formula is simple too. So, the formula is P by S ratio is equal to price per share by annual sales per share. Okay, and you know, Ezaz, yesterday I was looking at CNBC and a guy there, he just kept on talking about liquidity for like 30 minutes. Now, what exactly is that? Now, there is one ratio that can help you out with this, something called? Current ratio. A current ratio basically is helping you in evaluating the liquidity of the company. There's a simple formula to that. Current ratio is equal to current assets by current liabilities. Current ratio of more than one, it means the company has more short-term assets than short-term debts. And the current ratio of less than one means the company has more short-term debts than the short-term asset. So primarily, if you use this formula, it's good to invest in the stocks of the company with the current ratio more than one. That basically tells you that whatever stocks you are listing, you got to figure out the current ratio of each of those stocks and decide whether it's more than one, equal to one, or less than one. Ezaz, that is good so far. But you know what? Like when I invested five years ago, the stockbroker told me that, sir, you are going to get a lot of dividends. And what exactly is that? Is there a ratio for that also? Absolutely. And your broker was correct too. I don't know what stock he referred to you, but there are a few stocks that give you dividends too. But the way to calculate that is, use the ratio called as Dividend yield. It proves to be highly beneficial to investors who hold their position for years. When you invest in the share of the company, the company divides the quarterly or yearly profit shares among investors. Now, dividend yield, the simple way to calculate that is that you use the annual cash dividend of the company per share divided by the current price. The current price is easily available to you, you can get it anywhere. And the annual cash dividend of the company is told by the company in their statements. So simple formula to that, use it, you're done. So the formula of dividend yield is, dividend yield is equal to dividend per share by price per share into 100. And honestly, my friend, this is pretty much it. As of now, if you start with these ratios, you can figure out the stocks you want to invest for long term. So, Ezaz, this was something that we call as fundamental analysis, right? Exactly. And there is another school, right, which I have heard people call it technical analysis. So, can you tell me a little bit about that also? Yeah, the one we discussed was for long-term investments. But if you want to get into short-term trading, you got to do technical analysis. Here, you don't need to hold your position for long-term and trade stocks with the objective of making profits in a very short span of time. Honestly, I have some friends who make profits in few seconds and then they exit their positions within few minutes. Okay, so you are saying that we can't do fundamental analysis for short-term trading? So if you're looking for regular short-term profits, honestly, you won't have time to look for fundamental analysis. So primarily, you should be looking at technical analysis only if you want to make money on a short-term basis. This made Ranvijay even more curious and he came up with a host of questions. 
like what is technical analysis is it an advanced type of stock analysis how to conduct and when to opt for the technical analysis of stocks ah it's just too much you know my hand is spinning all over can you help me a little bit first of all wait a moment my friend take a step back now technical analysis of stocks is basically used to analyze and pick stocks for short term trading a short term trading now what exactly is that a uh, please my friend it's too much as a spite and begin explaining the different options of investing funds azas then proceeded further and said that you get an option to buy stocks and hold position for a long term there is another option in which you can trade in a particular stock and can buy or sell stocks within a day of weeks now i understand these confusions are pretty much okay so if you're looking to buy or sell securities within same trading sessions as i mentioned earlier it is called intraday you have to digest that thought first similarly there is an option in which you can hold stock for more than a day you can hold it for few days that is called swing trading to pick stocks for intraday you got to do technical analysis for swing trading you got to do fundamental and technical both and then for long term you only look at fundamental analysis ah this is just too much can you just help me understand it what exactly is the main difference between long term and short term trading it is simple honestly very simple on one side long term investment helps you to create wealth while short term investment or trading per se offers you the benefit of earning immediate profit it's like watching a cricket match if you're watching a t20 match it's like your intraday trading if you're looking for a test match you got long term investments Now, once you clear the objective, once you know what kind of match you wanna play, it's good to find the stocks accordingly. So you are saying that if I choose short-term trading, I have to do the technical analysis. Am I right? Absolutely. That is one thing you have to do. Technical analysis is simply the study of chart patterns. I'm not trying to scare you, ah, huh? but these are just terms as of now. Oh, so, I'm already scared, my friend. What exactly are the chart patterns? We'll we'll get there. As of now, don't take it completely. It helps you basically in understanding the market trends and the current price movement of the stock. In all the technical analysis of the stock, it basically helps you in knowing the price movement. You can see through charts, right? You have charts that tells you the specific price movement. It depends on various factors, supply and demand of stocks. While fundamental analysis is about the intrinsic value of the company. Other than this, the price data depicted is the combination of open, high, low, close price. volume open interest as of now i'm throwing a lot of terms at you every stock at any given day comes with a specific opening price closing price it gets to a highest point and gets to a lowest point this is what it is called open high low and close the amount of shares that has traded across the day gives you the volume open interest is used in derivative trading once we get there i'll explain the terms as well but if you go ahead and use the intraday trading go ahead and open a chart You can figure out the time frame of one minute, five minute, ten minute, or even an hour. So, my friend, now that you have opened up the Pandora's box, you can might explain also what exactly is the swing trading because you mentioned it some time ago. Now, swing trading primarily is a little off from intraday because in this format, you can primarily keep the stock for few days, few weeks, and sometimes for a month as well. So, rather than keeping the stock in the day or for years, you can keep a You can choose a middle path and use this swing format of trading. So in this case you actually use charts and indicators to identify the price areas of strong buying and selling interest. So you know I'm getting a little bit of an idea but what exactly are the tools that I should use to do this analysis? 
there are various tools and honestly they again may look a little cumbersome at the start but they are not really too much of a difficulty there are tools like stock market charts there are indicators there are heat maps in your mobile trading app whichever dmat or trading account you open up they're going to give you a mobile trading app and in these apps you want to find these specific features or tools per se for you to figure out the stock beginning with the concept of stock charts he tried to draw a simple concept around he defined a stock chart as a simple graphical representation that depicts the changing stock price and volume over time like any other chart a stock chart has two axes vertical and horizontal here the horizontal axis represents the historical time period and the vertical axis displays the stock price or volume now rodvijay when you get into charts there are three formats although there are more but primarily there are three formats there is a bar chart there is a line chart and there is candlestick chart okay and what is the difference now we'll start with the line chart it's a representation of stock price or a trade volume and basically whatever stock you're looking at there will every second be a movement of the stock price through a line that is represented and that is called a line chart okay and how is it different from a bar chart now bar chart gives you a little more information so if you remember our school days when we studied together there were various graphs and bars we used to use in statics module remember i do remember this is exactly what they are doing here they are using the same charts in the bar format and they're showing the market movement for with the help of bars so these are basically some vertical lines together that are showing the specific price point of that stock with the horizontal axis being the time period here the top point of the vertical line represents the highest price of the stock while the bottom point points towards the lowest price at which the stock is being traded during the day the longer the line means the more is the difference between opening and closing prices of stock apart from this there are two horizontal lines one protruding towards left is the price at which the stock opens during the day while the one towards right is the closing price of the stock during the particular trading session now you are asking me the difference right so unlike line charts the bar chart is used to reflect the price volatility ranvijay then came ahead and stated that this chart is actually useful as it helps in understanding the risk associated with the trade in a particular stock azas was impressed as ranvijay was actually getting and understanding the concept he then move ahead with the other type of chart which is candlestick charts so the third type is candlestick charts and they are almost similar to bar charts we just discussed but they give more information about the stock movement it is also made up of vertical lines and rectangular blocks it is called a body ha it's a technical word within this context with the vertical lines protruding out from both sides here the line on the upper end signifies the highest trading price so in a day a stock will go at the highest point at the lowest point so this particular line at the upper end signifies that highest price point on the other end you see the lowest price point the upper and lower end give the detail of the opening and closing price as well the one which is higher is on the top it is again better and more advanced than the bar chart as it gives more information about volatility throughout the period also these candlestick charts have candles of two different shades light and dark the day when the opening price is greater than the closing price it is represented using the light candle and vice versa 
while multiple shades or variation in shades depicts high volatility of stocks. Ranveja was actually finding it valuable information and came up with another question. So, Ezaz, this is good so far, but how do I actually read all these different charts? Tell me first thing, uh, you understand the type of charts now? Yes, right? I do understand that there are bar charts, there are line charts and there are candlestick charts. Am I right? Absolutely. So, at least we are good on this, on the same page. For this, Ezaz went more into the details and explained the concept using the trading app. He selected one stock and clicked on the advanced charts. Moving ahead, step by step, he guided Ranvijay. Like, how should I actually read those charts? For technical or fundamental analysis? Obviously, for like, I think for technical analysis. So there's a difference then. First of all, you need to identify the trend line. Here, he selected the line chart and pointed towards the line going up and down. Although, this is all the trend of a particular stock, but to pick the right stock, look for the dives and climbs. Now, to trade wisely, you should not go ahead with a high climb and deep dives. So, you should not look at extremes to make a reading decision. In fact, these charts should only be used to analyze and know how the current market affects the overall stock movements. Now, sometimes the company that falls down to the maximum bounces back again and gives a dramatic shift to the stock movement. Ranvijay was a little confused. Taking note of this, Azaz cleared his confusion by giving him the example from the 2019. The Jaguar Land Rover subsidiary was struggling and there was around 50% drop in its sale in China that eventually affected the stock price of Tata Motors in India. So, we're going to take an example of Tata Motors. On one hand, the price of the stock was 116 rupees in May. 2019. He dropped down to 49 rupees in September 2019. So within a span of few months we're talking about, the price of the stock went down by 2.5 times. And you know what? The things did not stop here. Many investors panicked and most of the traders did not consider trading in this stock. But then you know what? Things improve over a period of time in stock market. And so in this case as well, the stock bounced back and it reached to a price point of 80 rupees in two months by end of November. 2019. Thus, the trend helps you in determining the overall performance and thus a proper reading of charts by comparing the historical data helps you in gaining a better insight and trading decision. Now to analyze this trend, huh, there are many indicators and I know you were getting confused when I using this term indicator earlier. We are going to get into the details now. It gives you a better insight and helps you in analyzing the stocks. Ah, Izaz. So, we were reading and understanding about charts, but then you mentioned indicators. Now, what exactly are the indicators and are there different types to them also? Now, honestly, indicators, there are more than 200 types and you don't need to learn all of them. I mean, if you do, it's great. 200 types of indicators? Yeah, actually more than that. Let's say we ballpark a number around 200. Now, indicator, as the name suggests in English, it literally means the same thing. It indicates you a specific parameter on how you can judge the quality of the stock and whether it makes sense for you to enter or exit that one. As far as types are concerned, I'll tell you two, three. There is moving average, there is Ichimoku and there is ADX indicator. First one is moving average indicator. So the moving average indicator is basically used to give the average value of the currency pair over the period of time. 
This helps in getting a clear idea of the direction of movement of the pair. Another indicator we have is Ichimoku indicator, which is very simple to understand. It provides information like current trends, support, resistance level, and points the point where the trend gets reversed. And lastly, we have the ADX indicator, or also known as Average Direction Index, gives you the information of whether the price is trending or ranging. Now, Ramzicha felt satisfied and happy, and then Azaz moved ahead with some more complicated concepts like support and resistance level. So apart from these indicators we just talked about, there are other things and I'll give you a bonus. Huh? There is something called a support and resistance level, which also looks very technical, but it is super duper helpful as well. If you understand how you use it, primarily you're helping yourself in figuring out the start and exit points of any stock market investments. So Izaz, you have mentioned about three different indicators. Correct. First one, the moving average indicator, then Ichimoku indicator, and then ADX indicator, right? Yeah, it's ADX, huh? not RDX. Ah, exactly, right. And lastly, you mentioned support and resistance level. Now, what exactly is that? You know, it seems that, you know, there is just an endless barrage of concepts to learn, man. It Honestly, it looks difficult. I mean, if you want to be a medical doctor, you want to be an engineer, you will see there are so many streams you can choose from. But at the end of the day, if you understand some of these concepts, which look very technical, super difficult at the very onset, but over a period of time, they become a part of your habit. And now, please, in the same breath, help me explain what exactly is a support and resistance level. So when you're planning to do intraday trading and we were talking about technical analysis earlier, the best strategy of earning more profit is to know the target price at which you want to sell the stock, correct? Exactly. So this is exactly where support and resistance level comes into picture. They're also called S&R. S&R are the price points on the chart where the maximum buying or selling of stocks occur. Spot point is the price point from where the stock is unlikely to drop further and hence one can expect more buyers while the resistance price is price point from where the stocks are unlikely to go above. Thus, at the resistance level, there are more sellers than buyers. Azaz, that is very confusing. Can you illustrate this a little bit with an example? Azaz demonstrated with a virtual stock. Okay, sure. Makes sense as well. So let's see if you want to buy any stock of XYZ. It is currently at 100 rupees. Then look for the most recent resistance level. Let's say it is just above 120 rupees and you will figure this out with the help of different indicators through your mobile app. Now, along with this mark of the most recent line of support with a pricing around of 70 rupees. This helps you to know the range that the stocks won't fall below 70 and rise above 120 rupees. Now you have a range and within this range, you can make a trading decision. However, this is all subjective information and you can't rely on how to pick the right stock. So that is why it is equally important for you to figure out some other factors to decide entry and exit price points. You can't just rely completely on SNR. And what exactly are those other factors? So one we knew was the technical indicator. Secondly, we talked about the SNR. Now we talk about volatility. Uh, so what exactly is that? Volatility? Volatility, exactly. Uh -huh. So you mean the volatility of the stock price? 
Exactly. So each stock or each market or each sector comes with the volatility depending on various situations. So there could be a quarterly report coming out of company. There could be a price war between India and China. There could be a crude oil fight between Middle East and the US. So all of that impact different industries and that increases or decreases the volatility. Okay. Uh, I understand. And you know, I was listening to the news and the anchor said that because of the ongoing trade fight between US and China, the stock of ByteDance, which is the holding company of TikTok, had become very volatile. Is that what you meant? Yeah, that is exactly what I meant. That's a good example, actually. Um, TikTok, huh, too bad that we can't use it in India anymore. I guess that is what that makes it volatile. Right? One day it is there and another day it is completely disappeared. Absolutely. To know about the volatility, there is an indicator called Bollinger Bands. Bollinger Bands consist of a simple moving average, two plotted lines and two standard deviations on either side of the central moving average line. Narrow band depicts a quiet market while the wide band represents the loud market. Further, you can use this band for both ranging and trending markets. Now within Bollinger Bands, when you are analyzing the range, consider something called a Bollinger Bounce. In this, the price bounced from one side of the band to another and returned back to the moving average. Here, the band acts as a dynamic support and resistance level. So we are getting a step ahead now. So you understand the support and resistance levels. Right, Ranvijay? Ah, exactly. I understand Bollinger Bounce perfectly well because, you know, that is what my mind is going through right now. And it needs to find its own support and resistance level. <laughs> Absolutely. Good analogy. So if the price hits the top of the band, place a sell order with a stop loss with the value just above the band to protect breakout. In the trending market, Bollinger squeeze is used. This is exactly opposite to the Bollinger bounce. This is when the band gets closer. It indicates the breakout is about to happen. Look at the candles carefully and if they break out below the bottom band, it depicts downtrend. Vice versa also applies. Alright, and all this for what? What do we exactly do with Bollinger band, Bollinger squeeze and Bollinger bounce? All we are doing here is finding a range. So when you get a range, this tells you the specific price point on when to enter or when to exit the market. With the Bollinger bands, you can analyze the momentum of the stocks too. Ah, exactly. And will you please help me understand now what exactly is this momentum of these stocks? To keep check the stocks momentum, there are other types of indicators that help you to know how strong the trend is and gives you an idea of when the reversal is going to occur. Thus, you can figure out the top and the bottom price of the stock with the help of momentum indicators. Some of the commonly used indicators are Relative Strength Indicator, RSI, Average Directional Index, ADX, the RDX example if you remember, and then there is another one, Ichimoku Kinko Hyo. And what exactly? Ichimoku Kinko Hyo? Is it a kind of sushi? I know it's time for lunch, Ezaz. I'm not trying. Are you hungry? <laughs> no, I'm not trying to give you a menu item here. See, Ichimoku Kinko Hyo is basically the name the founder of the indicator and he named it on himself and this guy is from japan and that's why the name sounds like that so among these the most commonly used indicator is the relative strength indicator it is a single line plotted on a separate scale in a range of 0 to 100 this range helps in identifying the number of stocks bought and sold in general scale reading above 70 indicates an overbought market 
while reading below 30 indicates an oversold market and it gives you the clear idea of tops and bottoms of the market and also helps you in analyzing the period when the trend is reversing now apart from these japanese funny names we're talking about there's another indicator called stochastic it is also a token twister by the way it is helpful in finding the point where the trend might be ending so you now you know the climax of your stock market trend is gonna be it is made up of two lines that are plotted on two different charts it helps you in picking the entry point and getting the trend in the beginning so you know where you're going to start the uh, your stock market investments and where you're going to end it so primarily you're getting the forecasted information right at your doorstep stochastic lines above 80 depicts the overbought market marked by the beginning of downtrend on the other hand the stochastic line below 20 indicates oversold stock and depicts the uptrend So I know you know you have explained forecasting beautifully but is there a way I can use the history of the stock price to judge and to depict its for, uh, future price movement Now apart from the price movement obviously you can go back to the history too there is astrology and there is history and both work in their own way the charts also give you an idea of the trading volume so primarily these lines or these indicators are helping you to figure out the volume of stocks being traded Any particular news of the company and its stock it directly affects the volume of the stock. The change in volume also shifts the price of the stock. Rise in volume drops the stock price, while the low volume increases the stock price too. Again, don't depend only on volume. Ah, huh? you can't just rely on one factor like we're talking about H and R. These all factors are important. They have to be looked at in isolation. But once you make a judgment, you're gonna combine them together and then figure out. In fact, it is good to learn about the volumes of stocks that have been traded in the past and the current number before making a final decision. Here again, you can make use of some of the indicators like on balance volume, checking money flow and clinger volume oscillator. So, whether you are into long term investment or short term trading, you can make the efficient use of these charts to pick the right stock to set the target price. You know what target price is? The price at which you want to sell the stock, and to set the stop loss price, you need these charts. Ah, stop loss price. What exactly is that? It seems like you want to apply a break on the losses. Wow, man, that is absolutely correct guess if you are guessing, because that is exactly the definition is. It is the price that you can set to minimize the loss. It is very very useful if you are into short term trading, especially for intraday. But it also helps in swing trading too. As asked, then explain the concept. With an example, suppose you bought a stock of X Y Z at one hundred rupees. Now, seeing the trend, you set the target price at one hundred and ten. But at the same time, you want to minimize your losses, right? For this, you are provided with this option of stop loss. In this case, you can bear a maximum loss of two rupees. So you set the stop loss at ninety eight. Here again, if the trend reverses and the stock price falls to let's say ninety five, your stock is going to get triggered at ninety eight. So you gotta protect yourself from facing such loss, and ah. that is what a stop loss is. Okay, so now that I understand that what stock market is all about, I find that stock market is an interesting space to invest, and this is something I could do also. But what if I do not have enough funds? Let's say that my current budget is that I can only afford ten thousand rupees per month. and just want an return of 2%. Now, why would I be using my time and energy to go figure out the stocks and do analysis? On this, Azaz comes up with another interesting concept of margin trading. I know many are lying because 
10,000 is peanuts for you. You are project manager with six digit package. I know that information. So let's see. Okay, let's take an example of 10,000. I'll stay with that. But you can use the concept of margin. In intraday, there are brokers who give you margin up to 40 times. In derivatives format, they can go up to 20, 30 times too. So primarily, you're taking X rupees, but you're actually investing 20X. Ah, so you mean 20 times the return? No, no, I'm not saying 20 times return. I'm saying 20 times initial deposit. Return depends on analysis. Okay. So if you afford to invest 10,000 and expect a 2% return, here you can make use of margin and invest up to 2 lakh rupees. This helps you in making profit of around 40,000. And in this way, you make the efficient use of margin. Most of the brokers provide 15 to 20 times margin for intraday. So when looking for the stock broker, make sure you grab information about the margin as well. So this is what goes for long or trading in the stock market. Ranvijay had a satisfactory discussion and ended the conversation with one last question. But you know, as us, when we talk about stock market investment, the people keep on talking about risk, that it is risky, you should not invest. And is there a way I can quantify and manage my risks while investing in the stock market? So we talked about the concept of stop loss earlier. So that is important. You got to keep stop loss in every trade you do. There's another thing called short selling. He elaborated that how the broker gives you the provision to sell stock at higher price and buying later at lower rate. He illustrated the concept with one simple example. Now suppose in your analysis you find ABC stock price. It is currently trading at 50 rupees and it's gonna fall. So when you say that, you're bearish. In that case, you can ask your broker to sell 100 stocks on your behalf. So you are saying that I could sell the stocks which I don't even own. Is that even possible? Absolutely. That is what the concept of short selling is. Ah, that seems so magical. It is magical when you are bearish in the market and you want the stock price to fall. Now, let's talk about the same example. So, if we go ahead and take the same example of 50 rupees. Now, let's say later in a week, you see that the stock price falls to 40 rupees. Now, you can buy those 100 shares and return it to your broker. Here, the broker sold the shares at 5,000, but you paid only 4,000. So, you're earning a profit of 1,000 cleanly, very neat. In this way, you can trade in the shares without even buying them. Also with this, you can use the concept of short selling with hedging too. Other than this, there is a derivative segment, but honestly, it's a little complex and gives you a better chance to earn more. Okay, but you know what? Why don't we save our conversation about derivatives for some other day? I know this is getting interesting, but I'm getting famished right now. Ah, that's all right. And thank you so much, my friend. This conversation will help me a lot to get started in the stock market cosmos space and I look forward to our next lunch soon. Done. Let's eat. So this is one of the conversations between two friends, Ranvijay and Azaz, about the stock market investments. Next, they are going to talk about the derivatives trading. So stay tuned at Stock Park Chala.